0: Well, last week, scientists for the first time detected tiny distortions in space-time called gravitational waves. This was theorized by Albert Einstein 100 years ago, but never observed directly Until now, uh, if if you've been reading the media reports, it's being hailed as yet another vindication of Albert Einstein's theory of general relativity. And to uh, tell us more about this exciting new discovery, we're very pleased to have joining us from the University of Oxford astrophysics professor Catherine Blundell. Hello good good evening Henry well professor thank you so much for joining us the first question is something I'm sure you're very accustomed to doing uh, for people who are not astrophysicists like ourselves but generally in layman's terms what are gravitational waves and how are they observed on this particular occasion
1: well Henry a gravitational wave is actually a wave or a ripple but in the fabric of space-time itself. This is something that Albert Einstein's theory of general relativity predicted, in fact, almost exactly 100 years ago. So there's an important analogy of gravitational waves with light waves or with radio waves, which are, of course, the medium by which your radio station can work. Mm. And, excuse me, your radio station works because... Electric charge is accelerated in a transmitter, and then radio waves, which physicists call electromagnetic waves, are emitted. Now, in the same way, if instead of accelerating charge, we accelerate mass, then gravitational waves are emitted. But here's the problem. Space-time is so very stiff that if you want to be able to detect ripples in that space-time, you need to have huge acceleration by a large, very, very massive object, such as a black hole, mm. um, being accelerated.
0: Now, the discovery itself, uh, as you've been well aware and many people who've been following the news, it is being hailed as uh, one of the great uh, discoveries advancements in space science in quite some time does it open doors to to future discoveries on how we can better understand the universe
1: yes it most definitely does so having detected gravitational waves once we know that we can do it again we know the technique works we know the tool works what can we use the tool to do well for a start, we can study how black holes behave when they get very close to one another. And this is, <coughs> excuse me, um, it's winter here in England yes. and uh, rather a cold and frosty morning. Right. So studying black holes merging is not something that is amenable to a different kind of technique. And so being able to have a gravitational wave observatory means we can study how black holes merge together.
0: Now, a lot of people who are science fiction enthusiasts and have been reading various novels or comic books or movies or television programs, uh, it always comes down to whether these fantastical uh, depictions of time travel could have some scientific basis in reality. Does this mean for, for those of us who do fantasize about those things that something like time travel could be possible?
1: I'm terribly sorry to say that the answer to your wish is no. <laughs> okay. There is no way that uh, we can do time travel, no matter how much we wish it.
0: Well, uh, certainly some bad news then for uh, <laughs> many of us here. Uh, as far as the uh, the waves themselves, and, and you've pointed out some of the science behind a radio station like ourselves and what we understand so far, but with these type of waves, um, gravitational waves uh, generally and this may be sort of a simplistic question for you but do they generate energy are there any conceivable ways we could harness its power for practical purposes
1: well you're absolutely correct Henry that these black hole collisions do generate energy and that the gravitational waves do transport energy but the problem is by the time that energy arrives at the surface of the earth there's very very little of it and, and that's why you need such sensitive detectors as the LIGO collaboration built. But the amount of energy that um, we actually receive from them on Earth is so, so tiny that it's irrelevant for all practical purposes of of uh, energy for this planet. But of course we know fusion works, mm. so with appropriate resource, then right. that's a very good route for future energy for this planet.
0: Now, in terms of what you mentioned uh, previously regarding black holes uh, and, and uh, everybody in the scientific community trying to gain a better understanding of black holes and, and dark matter. Uh, how do you feel the next steps as far as uh, this discovery will help scientists to, to gain a better understanding of those things?
1: I, once one moves from dreaming that a technique will work and working very, very hard to refine that te- te- technique both in terms of the hardware development and the software, once you've got it to work and you've demonstrated it, then you can start to dream big dreams about what you want to do with your observatory. Now, the ultimate goal of gravity wave astronomy, in a sense, is really to be able to make progress about gaining understanding about the early universe. So the early universe was opaque to light waves, that is, opaque to electromagnetic radiation, mm. but you don't get that sort of problem for gravitational radiation. So if one can increase the uh, the collecting sensitivity of LIGO, have more detectors across the planet and in space, for example, then the goal would be to be able to understand more about the processes that were going on in the early universe, which is simply not amenable to the kind of astronomy that depends on light waves or electromagnetic waves.
0: Uh, There has been uh, so much uh, media attention uh, paid to this. Uh, Certainly many people excited, including uh, astrophysicists all over the world. As uh, an astrophysicist yourself and an expert in this field, what do you hope to see in the future uh, as a follow-up to this breakthrough?
1: I would very hope, very much hope, that we can gain an understanding of of the rate at which black holes are merging and interacting together. So these processes are not amenable to the kind of astronomy that we do uh, traditionally with visible light, with X rays, with with radio waves, even by some of the best interferometers um, in the world. We we can't use those techniques to study the number of black hole, black hole merger events in the universe and indeed their nature and their character. So I'm eagerly looking forward to learning more about that.
0: Well, certainly uh, we do appreciate your time. Uh, It is oftentimes uh, a topic... uh That is scientific and and difficult to grasp, Um, very difficult for people like us to really uh, gain a sense of perspective on how important it is. And we do appreciate you uh, explaining this in a way that we can understand better. Thank you so much for joining us, Professor Blundell.
1: Thank you, Henry. That
0: was astrophysics uh, professor from the University of Oxford, Catherine Blundell. We've got Soul City News up next.